And you are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, joined by myself, Lawson, sitting across from me at the desk. We have Nikita just doing a fantastic job getting it done. Now, you mentioned earlier your last name is Jensen. Yes. Jensen. What? Do you know what specific Scandinavian country that's from? Uh, Denmark and Prussia. <laughs> okay, Denmark and Prussia. So yes. I, I, I went to Scandinavia when I was, how old was I? Maybe 13, 14. I think I was, I think I was 13. At 13, I went over to Scandinavia. I was there for like a month in like Denmark, Sweden, that, those I'm kinds jealous. of places. It was super fun. But what was so funny is that like everyone's name was like Jensen, Jepsen, Jepsen, <laughs> like is Johansen, Johansen, like everything. It's just all of these names. It was, it was. I just thought it was pretty funny. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, uh, and so yeah, yeah, that name. I'm like, oh, straight up, like it has to be, like that's the uh, it has to be. It's Jensen or Svensson or whatever it may be. It has to, <laughs> has to be, has to be Scandinavian. Hey, you're listening to the Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we are going to give you the next quiz question. The next question is. What was the name of Ephraim's brother? Mm, what was the name of Ephraim's brother? Now, if you know the answer, oh, and it's not, uh, it's not my, it's, uh, oh, actually, I was about to make a joke and, and say something. Maybe I should shout out, shout out my friend Jet Li and Ephraim brother. Like I, I have a friend named Ephraim. He has a brother named Jet Li. So if you write Jet Li, you'll be wrong. We're talking about <laughs> Ephraim from the Bible. If you know the answer to that one, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That's the number to text, and you'll go into the draw to win the Wisdom of Solomon. This awesome epic board game about building the kingdom and putting stuff together. I, I just love that you get to call yourself a governor. Mm. Like I'm a governor of Israel. That's so cool. And yeah, you just get to build up the temple, build up the resources of the different areas and whatnot. If you want this prize, again, all you have to do is text in at 0491-064-669 the answer to that question, which was what was the name of Ephraim's brother? And if you text in with the correct answer, you will go into the draw, which will happen on Friday to win this. But I've got to say, guys, we've, we've had a bunch of uh, bunch of answers coming through. But also, you guys have just been quiet. You know, you guys have been quiet today. Wake up. You know, I know, I know it's, 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 it's a Tuesday morning. Like we, we had a f- just awesome, awesome responses coming through mm. yesterday and we, you know, we still see people coming through, but come on guys, answer some questions. Get in for this draw. 0491-064-669. we got a text message there from Braden. Do you want to read that for us, Nikita? Yes. Braden said, I must be super privileged being an English speaking white Christian male, but hold on. I am really privileged, but not because I am an English-speaking white Christian male, but because Jesus loves me and died for my sins. Yeah. Amen. We, like, <laughs> Brent, thank you so much for writing that in. Obviously, that is a reflection for those who are listening before the, the second hour um, of when we were getting into the new story I was sharing that was a memo that was sent around the hospital like, hey, mm. look out for these privileged groups and make sure that you recognize their privilege and, and ultimately c- creating divides between mm. people regarding, again, and this, this is the list as well, if I can just pull it back up here. The list was if you are... White, able-bodied, heterosexual, cisgender, male, Christian, middle or owning class, middle-aged or English-speaking, you're privileged. And you know what's so funny is like my initial reaction is kind of similar to Brayden's. I was like, <laughs> I, when we were talking about it yesterday with with Shell, I was like, he's like, yeah, this is the list. I'm like, 
So I'm privileged. That's what she's saying. I'm like, yeah, I am. Pri- like, I am privileged. I'm privileged as. Like, I'm so, I'm so blessed, you know. But again, I'm privileged. You know, we were saying like being a Christian isn't necessarily a privilege. It's, mm. it's a decision that you you make. It's about what you want to do and and who you want to be. Yeah. Uh, and what is is amazing is that that decision leaves you off incredibly privileged. Mm-hmm. Like we are an incredibly privileged people that have been gifted. You know. We've been gifted salvation. We've been gifted all kinds of blessings from God. And I think God is working all throughout the world and through all kinds of people and situation to Amen. bring about blessing. But uh, if we choose to follow him, like he's He's quite clear that he wants to. And we, we talked about this yesterday, not necessarily through an easy life uh, that we can live on this earth. We might be blessed with some privileges or some blessings here, but greater than all of that, a life to come in the future mm. and an eternal life. It's a beautiful promise, and God's just mm. basically saying, I want a relationship with you. Come to me, and all this will fall yeah. upon you. Hey, what a privilege. <laughs> like, like we're super privileged. Like, amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christians are the most privileged people out there. Amen. I, I agree. People who follow God, we're incredibly privileged uh, with good lives, hard lives, but despite that, peace and contentment mm. through those difficulties, and furthermore, a God who loves us, who cares for us, and has promised us eternity. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's beautiful. Hey, we're going to get into our Bible study. We're picking it up in the Psalms, and the overarching topic for this week has been, well, is the Lord hears and delivers. And then particularly today, getting into our 20 million movement Bible study, we're looking at the assurance of God's care. And I just want to begin yes. by asking you the question, Nikita, do you think that God cares for us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's very evident and clear. Um, like the way that even Jesus talks, come on to me all who are heavy laden and like just um, take off your yoke and take on my yoke for yeah. it is light and easy. That's right. He's like, I'll, I'll give you rest. Mm. Like he, he, and this is something that we see right throughout the Bible is yes. the, the person, what well, God is wanting to help and to love and to mm. care for his people. And that is seen most clearly in the person of Jesus. Absolutely. And his willingness to help those who are in need. And and the point, the statement that he made about this, and this is what, you know, Brett pointed out yesterday is that that Jesus was so intent on doing that. It was a part of his mission statement. Mm. And when when he was questioned, I'm like, like, what are you doing? Jesus says, I didn't come to save the, I came to save the lost sheep of Israel. Like I I came to leave the 99 to find the one. Mm. And that was looking at those who were, downtrodden and were rejected in the nation of Israel and, and Judea of the time, but then mm-hmm. furthermore extending to the Gentiles and the rest of the world. Yes. And this is the this is the ideal that Jesus had was to love people, to care for people. And we see we see that furthermore through his miracles. Jesus didn't just talk, even though he talked a lot and he said lots of fantastic things. Mm. But furthermore he healed, he he cared for, he looked after. Like Jesus was really intent on helping people. But this is not What's what's amazing to consider is that this is not just a standard or or a side of God that we saw yes. in Jesus, but throughout all of time. Mm-hmm. He meets people where they're at, mm-hmm. and then through having a relationship with him, he's like, 
it's even scientifically proven the top five people that you are surrounding yourself with, you will end up having characteristics of them. Mm. So spending time with Jesus, we will end up being more like him. Mm. And he's the one that wow. helps us in the process of sanctification. Yeah, absolutely. We were talking about that yesterday a little bit, justification and sanctification. Mm. God, we receive salvation in the moment that we ask for it. Yes. God is 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 there to, to justify us. And as it said, justification is the work of a moment mm. okay? and it's the work of an instant it comes instantaneously but then god is wanting to to work in us to provide for us it's it's powerful stuff and but and this is the amazing thing is that that has been god's ideal throughout all time yes is to love and to care and support mm-hmm. people and we see that particularly in the psalms which we're going to be oh. covering today so let's start in psalm 40 do you want to pick it up psalm 40 do you want to read verse one two three for us can do. I'm going to be reading it in the NASB version. Oh, mate, you're a, you're a scholar <laughs> in NASB. I mean, I, I read New King James, uh, but NASB, they, they call that one the uh, the wooden Bible, NASB, <laughs> and it's because some of the, the, the translating there, they call it wooden because it, it can sometimes be a little bit hard to read because they try to, yes. as much as possible, translate the grammar from hebrew mm. to english we're going to get a little bit into hebrew yes. but uh but dude get into it let's this is where <laughs> we're scholarly this morning in asb we'll give it a shot yeah psalms 40 verses 1 to 3 i waited patiently for the lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry he brought me out of the pit of destruction out of the mere clay and he set my feet upon a rock making my footsteps firm He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. Wow, powerful stuff here. So so we begin, we say, I waited patiently for the Lord. Yes. And he inclined his ear to me and heard my cry. The the this well, this opening verse really gives us a or establishes what we see in our interactions and relationship with mm. God. And, and it's simply that we will inevitably go through some kind of trial it, that will come upon us. Yeah. And we will respond by calling out to God and he will hear us. He will incline his ear and he will hear our cry. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491 And we see this pattern repeated out right throughout this psalm. Like mm. it, it's kind of it's like I was stuck, God help me. Yes. You know, it's like <laughs> you know, he brought me up out of the horrible pit, he set my feet on the rock, you know, he's put a new song in my mouth. It praise, you know, praise to our God, many mm. will see it and fear, and I will trust in the Lord. Absolutely. And it's, it's just such a beautiful thing because like I love the Hebrew. I'm You're about you can- <laughs> it. You're about it, yeah. I just finished it for my um last semester for class and it's absolutely beautiful. It adds such an extra layer of depth. Like even in the English, it's absolutely beautiful. Mm. And I, I decided to study it um, last night because I was like, oh, like this would be so interesting to see what the Hebrew grammar is like. Yeah. And the first two words in the Hebrew, I'm going to butcher saying it in the Hebrew, but please bear with me. Kavo, <laughs> <laughs> uh, kavi, kaviti. Kavo kaviti, two. They're both the set front, derived from the same word, yeah. which is to wait. So it is ex- like you're waiting intensely. 
<laughs> I just got logos up. You could hear the, the little jingle kicking in. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, let's look at the Hebrew. Yeah, okay, yeah, continue on. Um, and so in the Hebrew grammatical aspect, you've got an active and a passive form. This is in the active um, side, and it's pl. So mm. it's an intense translation of mm. waiting. Mm-hmm. And with that as well, it's an infinitive absolute. So it's a daily choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To so David's just like, I really waited mm. intensely. I'm not just sitting here, but I'm actively waiting ah. for my Lord patiently mm-hmm. for Him, because I am crying out to Him, and That's He powerful. decided to come down to me. And meet me and bring me out of the pit. Wow, that's powerful. That's actually really interesting. Like the the picture that I see there mm. is not just like oh, I was kicking around and you know just like if you know God that God would show up hopefully yeah. eventually because I'm struggling. Like it 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 gives me some very acts esque kind of feelings. Mm. Like I, my mind immediately goes to them waiting in the upper room. Yeah. And it's like, what's the waiting that they're doing? Is it, Oh, hopefully God shows up in my life at this time. It's like, no, like they're on their knees mm-hmm. praying for 10 days being yes. like, God come here now, like fill us with the Holy spirit so that we can be used by you. And then we saw like mm. you know, the amazing event of Pentecost and, and yes. what took place there. But that's beautiful. Like I, I waited patiently for the Lord. It's it's active waiting. Yes, that's a, that's it's a really choice. amazing. Because yeah. sometimes we can get so impatient where it's just like I'm done waiting. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard so many yeah. sermons where like the pastor's just like. I got annoyed and I decided to chuck it down, but then the wife's just like, honey, oh, you're a pastor. Yeah, yeah classic. <laughs> Quit or continue waiting on the Lord. Yeah. And he's like, all right, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. And I, I think as well, but I, I, you know, I've had conversation. I felt like this before as well. Like, again, getting that level of impatience and then just mm. being like, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. And if God shows up, like, yeah. you know, good on him rather than, I think what that reflects is a lack of trust in mm. God and and a thinking that a thought pattern that that reveals like hey actually I I I don't really rely on God but rather mm. I rely on myself. I rely on God when he conveniently fits into what I want but yeah. when he doesn't can fit into when he doesn't fit into my plans, mm-hmm. then I'm willing to stop waiting on him, which actually reveals as quite weak and quite, quite narrow and, and quite impatient. And maybe I, I can definitely sympathize with that. And I think Same. many of our listeners can probably sympathize with that too. Mm. Whereas what it's saying here is like, no, 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 like keep waiting. Like, yeah, you don't have time to not wait. Mm. Isn't that powerful? We've been given life and God's just like, I've got a plan. I want to do this for you. And mm. he's like, just wait. Wait here for a moment, but actively do so. And it's just like, okay, well, waiting isn't just sitting around. It's also doing other activities and seeing for the green lights, just going like, okay, go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. I love how it continues on, actually, in Psalm 40. I just want to cover this a little bit. It says, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. And this is what it gets Mm. to as we're talking about there, that active waiting. It's like this person trusts in God. Yes. He says, like David says of himself here, he says, and I will trust in the Lord. That's the end of verse three. And then he says, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the crowd, nor such as turn aside to lies. Mm. Many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works, which you have done 
and you thought and your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. Yes. If I would declare and speak them, they are more than can be numbered. This is a very famous passage and a famous motif throughout the Bible, actually, that God mm. knows the hairs on your head. Yes. We can't count the thoughts that he has for you. Like he 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 knows you intimately. He thinks of you greatly. Absolutely. And he is trying to work to support you and to guide you and to love you. And it's like if God is working so intensely towards you, I think mm. the result that we should have is, again, that active waiting of like, oh, man, making God a priority in my decision-making mm. in my life. Like, why wouldn't I do that if he is firstly God, like he has the ability to, to give the best and greatest outcome. But yes. furthermore, he has so much care for me. The beauty of it is like having a relationship with God is that he's our heavenly father and we're his children and he's trying to guide us um, because we're very cheeky, naughty children sometimes. We're just like, well, I want to do my plans. And God's the father, like you've got your father and he's just like, hold on, son. You need to take a little bit of a break. You mm. need to take it, take that screen away. Let's go and do this. I want to give you a gift later. It's mm. not now because at the moment you need to grow. You need to develop your character or like certain aspects of your life and we can just get so impatient and get angry and cranky. And mm. then when God gives us the gift at the right time, we're just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's why you made me wait. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I think God's timing is as such as well, like when we're really relying on God for something. Mm. And But if we if we disregard it, we can completely miss the blessing yes. because and, and not receive the blessing that we should have received because of impatience. You mm. know? It's, yeah, it's an interesting dynamic because also we very much – here and I talked about this yesterday. We're not Calvinists. We don't believe mm. in predestination. We believe that God is in control, but he is working in and amongst the choice of man as yes. well. And and that's the best way that it could be because that means that love is intact and we are free-willed, autonomous beings who mm. are choosing to love God because he's choosing to love us. Like, Absolutely. That's amazing. And, and then what we see there is that we have the ability to within our own will, choose mm. to follow him. And that's what it, like, I just want to continue a little bit more in Psalm 40 here. Verse, like, uh, 6 to 8 is powerful. Do you want to read this for us? Yes, I can. Sacrifice and offering you do not desire, but you have given me an open ear. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, here I am. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will. Oh, my God, your law with, is within my heart. Oh, that, that's beautiful. Like what we see there is uh, uh, the picture that's being given is that you know, regarding sacrifice and offering, I think mm. David, right? Yep. David is a king. David is a rich king. Mm. And at any moment when David, say, makes a mistake or trips up, and, you know, he would go on to make some serious mistakes in his life. But let's say he decides to to not care yeah. about God, you know, to, to just give it a rest a little bit. Just like, oh, I'm just going to do something that's against God's ideals for a little bit. and But I'm rich, actually. And so I'm just going to, yeah. mate, just chuck a lamb on the altar, slit its throat, <laughs> and let it burn. And I'm I'm good for it. Like I've, uh, But God here is like, hey, no, 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 no. Like, I'm not looking for sacrifices. And all. Like, it doesn't mm. make me happy. Yeah. That you kill sheep like that. I'm I'm not the god of the Assyrians. I'm not the god of the Babylonians. I'm not yes. happy that you kill sheep or waste oil or kill your children. Mm -hmm. Like God is like, no, 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 no. I'm not about that. What I would rather 
is that you do my will. Yes. Like this is, I would rather you change. I would rather you change and you overcome. Now we already know when we fall short and Mm. when we fail. And I think this is the big thing. Like we will inevitably fall short. Yes. God is there to help us. But then furthermore, he's like, but I want to enable change in you. And I love that it's written here. Like I delight to do your will. Oh my God. And your law is within my heart. And that obviously David become big, comes before Jeremiah and then before Paul, who would quote Jeremiah, mm. and they would write about the new covenant uh, yeah. in, in the book of Jeremiah and then later in, in the book of Hebrews where they would say, like, basically, it's God's job to write the laws yes. on your heart. Like He's like, I want you to do my will. It's like, oh, well, God, like I'm a broken, fallen short sinner. Like, how am I supposed to do that? And then he says, well, I want to write the laws on your heart. And that's what he's saying here. He's like, the law is within my heart. How did it get there? Oh, God, you put it there. Mm. Like, God, I decided I want to do your will. You put your law in my heart. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. 0491 That is the number to text us to get in for the final quiz question, to give us an answer for that. So text us at that number. Give us the question, please, Nikita. The question is, what city mentioned in the book of Revelation in the seven churches is also the name of an American city? Oh, cool. Okay, and I'll give you a a clue here. I'll give you a clue (laughs) because this is a prolific a prolific sports city and they have a basketball team and their basketball team is called the 76ers. And if so, if you know, if you know which basketball team has the 76ers (laughs) and the reason they're called the 76ers is because in 1776, they wrote the declaration of independence in the constitution and so, no, the, not, not that. <laughs> Too much information. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hopefully everybody knows what that was written. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, 0491064669. I'm just, I'm just, I'm looking at Shell the whole time. I'm like, is my American history correct? <laughs> but hey, if you know, if you know where uh, Joel Embiid plays basketball, hey, 049, that's, I probably should have just left it at that. 0491064669 is the number to text and, uh, and yeah, tell us the name of this city. I just want to give them some clues. I just want to give the give the guys a layup here. <laughs> but um, um, guys, come on, get some answers in for our amazing prize. We've got the wisdom of Solomon, the board game here that we want to give to you absolutely for free. So again, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call. Do you want to read that question for us one more time? What city mentioned in the book of Revelation in the seven churches is also the name of an American city? Hey, there you go. 0491 We're now getting... We've been in Psalm 40. Yes. We're now in Psalm 50. We're, get, we're getting to Psalm 50 now and, and having yes. a look at some of the information shared Amazing. there. I want to start in verse 12. Verse 12? I want to start okay. in verse 12 and we'll read through to verse 15. Now, something that's interesting, this psalm is actually written by Asaph. Okay. Who, was a, which often it's funny, you know, because Solomon wrote the Proverbs. Yes. But then people say David wrote the Psalms. And that's not true. The Psalms yes. were written by a bunch Numerous. of different people, including Solomon. There's even mm-hmm. some Psalms of Solomon in there. Um, and Asaph was one of the writers of the Psalm. Now, I believe Asaph was, he was a chief musician. I think he was a Levite as well. He he was like he 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 was a guy who had lots to do with the temple and the mm. worship of the temple as well. And it, he would famously write 
as well, Asaph, you know, in your way, in your sanctuary, I see the way of your salvation and, and you know, powerful stuff there. But let's start in verse 12 of Psalm 50 and read through to verse 15. Okay. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world and all that is in it is mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. That's powerful. Now, this is Asaph obviously not writing uh, of himself, yes. but writing of God, you know, mm. in, in, in this particular section. And like he starts off the psalm here, it says, The mighty one, God the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun to its going down. So it's like this is this is what God has called, and mm. then he starts to to write down the calling that God has given. And so we're seeing a very this is a very inspired psalm. I mean, all the psalms are inspired, but this yes. is a very inspired one because he's literally he's writing the words of God into song, mm. into poetry here, and he's writing from God's perspective. Like, if I were hungry, I would not tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's I think it's a really beautiful thought that. God actually needs nothing from us. Yes. Like God has nothing that like, there's nothing that we could possibly add to God. You know, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Revelation 4.11, thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they exist and were created. Like God created by his will because he wanted to like, Mm. like he, and for his pleasure, the Bible says in the New King James, like, he he creates purely because he wants to, purely out of like a, not a need, but a want. You know, we often create things. We make like sandwiches because we're hungry, or we make <laughs> build houses because we need shelter. You mm-hmm. know, those kinds of things. But God, yeah. God made the world because He could, yes. simply because He could. And He's like, I mean, there's nothing you guys could give me back. That's what He says here in verse twelve. Mm-hmm. For the world is mine in all its fullness. Like, will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? And again, this is referencing sacrifice as well, yes. which is something that Asaph was very familiar with. He's like, like, can I, do, do I even, do I need that? Like for mm. my being, like, do I need to drink the blood of goats? You know, do I, do I need the flesh of bulls? Am I hungry? And he's like, no. And then he, God starts to get into here what he's actually requiring of the people. Yes. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Vows or a commitment to the most high. Then furthermore, this is powerful. What God wants, call upon me in the day of trouble and I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. It's beautiful. Yeah. And like I was looking at verse 15 specifically um, again in the Hebrew. Hebrew, powerful. (laughs) And call upon me. So God is saying we should call upon him in our day of trouble. Call upon me in the Hebrew comes from the word kara. So Mm -hmm. that's call. And it is in the grammatical sense, cal, so it's simple. Mm-hmm. It's an imperative, so it's urgent. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, watch out, you're going to be hit, it's duck. <laughs> yeah. So it's urgent, like God's urging us, you need to call upon me in your day of trouble so mm-hmm. I can help you. Yeah, wow. And that just creates such a, it shows how intentional God is in his relationship with us because mm-hmm. he, he's just like, I'm here to help you. But you like for me to be welcome, when you invite someone in, you have to call them in. You welcome them into your space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because otherwise that's a little bit <laughs> I'm sure I'm boundary. sure everyone has those friends who maybe barge in, or maybe you're that person <laughs> who just shows up to people's houses and is just like, Hey, what's up? I, I've definitely been that person before. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, yeah. But God is 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 asking us to call upon Him, mm. which is again, I, like I love this picture so much because it's often I think because of shame, yes. we separate ourselves from God. We we feel we feel shunned essentially from God, maybe because of people shunning us or maybe because of some kind of bad experience, but we feel mm. shunned from God. But God here, he's like, no, like call upon me. Yes. Like, he's like, what am I, what am I requiring? What am I like desperately wanting you to do more than, more than needing your sacrifices, more than needed. Da, da, da. He's like, call upon me yes. in your times of trouble. Let me help you. God understand, like God loves us so much. And he furthermore, he understands He's the only one who can give us that true peace, that true help mm-hmm. in time of trouble. And furthermore, that can secure us for salvation uh, so that, you know, even if we go through the worst, even if the worst happens, even if we die and we lose our life, like we'll live forever. God's like, please, like call upon, like I want to give you this. It is a gift. And you might be thinking this morning, like, oh, if he wants to give it to us so bad, why do we need to call upon him? And it's because, again, God is is love. God yes. is furthermore, he's loving. He respects our choice mm-hmm. and he will give us what we want. Yeah. That's who God is. He gives us what we want and what we desire. And we can desire to, we can say, look, God, I don't desire you. I don't want to be with you. Yeah. And there are eternal consequences for mm-hmm. that decision because that's, and whether you know that God is real and exists or not, like that, that desire either to choose him or not to choose him Remains and how we know that is because, like Satan and the demons and the angels, they all know that God exists. Yet yes. they have rejected Him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they know better than anyone else that God exists. But then it's here for us. We have this decision. Like we can choose God. We can choose to be with Him, and He is desperately wanting us to be. You know, take hold of Him. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Joined by myself, Lawson. We've got Nikita in the studio, just doing a fantastic job, as well as producer Shell too. Now we have no more questions, yes. just answers, just answers to give. Let's get into those quiz answers for today. So, Lawson, how old was Jesus when he started his ministry? The Bible says that he was about thirty. That's at the beginning of the book of Luke. He was about thirty when he started his ministry, and that was around the time he was baptized, and around the time he cleared the temple, and around the time uh, that he performed a miracle at the wedding of Cana, yes. that kind of thing. The forty-sixth year of the temple's construction. Yeah, he's about. So he was about thirty when he began his ministry. Not too shabby, though. Yeah, amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Okay, so we had the first answer. 30, but on to the ones who answered those. Yeah. And now on to the answer for the second one. Who had his eyes put out? Oh, yeah. So King Zedekiah in Second <laughs> Kings 25. And he, he was like the last, you know, the last, uh, a part of the, 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 well, very much in the decline of the kings that mm. exist. Zedekiah is such an epic name though. Like, <laughs> and I'm glad that he's not famous enough so that that name is like ruined, you know, like for example, like you most likely you probably wouldn't call your son Judas or Adolf or one of these like famous bad names. Even Zedekiah wasn't like, you know, living a, that good of a life and, yes. he, and he wasn't a very good king. But Zedekiah is still an epic name that you can, you can you can still adopt and you can still give to your children. So. Definitely. But yeah, his uh, his eyes were put out. He's overtaken by, <laughs> by 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 that invading invading army. They got him. 
Mm. I actually just looked up what Zedekiah actually means. Mm. And um, from the Hebrew origin, it means the Lord is just. Mm. Um, but it is it was just from the situation that occurred with yeah. Zedekiah here. So Zed and, uh, you know, <laughs> for the situation with the Babylonians. Hey, next one here. Second Peter yes. warns of the perils of being drawn back into the horror of sin and worldliness by giving an example of what two animals going back to their fields. Now, what are those two animals? One I'm allergic to and one I just, like, both I don't eat. Yes. So, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, fortunately for them. I mean, yes, fortunately for them. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm allergic to dogs. So, dog is the first one and then pigs. Yeah, dogs, well. and, pigs. dogs and, and pigs. And it's basically, it's saying here, like, you know, dog, rete- uh, well, the way that it says it, it's like a dog returns to its vomit or yes. um, or a, we have here, like a, in, in my version, actually, in New King James, it says, a sow mm. having washed. Uh, to her, to wallow, to her wallowing in the mire, and it's so here's talking about a pig. Yes. So yeah, it's like having having lost. You know, does it go back to to being in mire? And and this is the thing. You know, there's that cl- cl- famous a sow. Sow. Yeah, it's a sow. Okay. Well, you've got that famous <laughs> classic saying. It's um, you know, happy as a pig in mud. Mm. And and, and it, it, often, you know, it's like, oh, it's usually that's a, a good expression. But what it's getting at here in the Bible, it says, you know, wallowing in its mire, wallowing in yes. its filth and its mud after it's been washed. It, it's representing like we can go back to sin, even though sin is abhorrent, even though sin hurts people because of a desire to sin yeah. and because of a perceived enjoyment that comes from sin. We go back to it and, and enjoy it. Like, as disgusting that it is that a dog enjoys vomit and that a pig enjoys mud, mm. it's disgusting that we enjoy sin. Absolutely. And, but God is wanting to give us something better. Mm-hmm. God is wanting to change us. God is wanting to... And it says here, for it would have been better for them not to have known the, uh, the way of righteousness than having known it to turn from the holy command delivered to them. And it's getting to the getting to the point here. Like, these people are giving given a blessing of God's commandments, and unfortunately they turn away. Hey, let's pick it up, the last couple of questions here. Yes, so what was the name of Ephraim's brother? Uh, it was Manasseh, Manasseh, and that was obviously one of the tribes of Israel as well. Mm-hmm. And then finally here we've got what city is mentioned by the book of Revelation in the seven churches, and it's also the name of an American city. It's none other than the Phil- well, Philadelphia, and I was mentioning yes. there the Philadelphia, the 76ers, uh, <laughs> Joel and B and Tyrese Maxey and, and those guys, <laughs> you know, getting it done. I was but, thinking uh, of the cheese. <laughs> oh, sure. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cream cheese. Hey, great job to everyone who answered questions correctly and who will be playing into the draw for the board game at the end of this week at uh, 8.45 on Friday right now. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we have come to the end. It, yes. it, this is this is it. This is It's gone fast. Nikita, thank you for coming in today. No, thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. What, what are your plans for the rest of the day? Ooh, well, I'm tutoring later. I'm tutoring oh, wow. someone in Hebrew. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Um, Scholar. And I'm probably just going to do a little bit of research. I'm... Preparing for the semester to come. Um, yeah. That's it coming up very soon. Yeah. And initially I was going to clean, but I'm going to take a little bit of a break and then mm. pack for the rest because I've got to move tomorrow. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Lots to do. Yeah, man. Yes. I'm, 
Uh, I, I don't know. I've got, I've got some faith in stuff to do. I'm, I'm chilling, bro. <laughs> the semester hasn't started yet. We're, we're living our best. i got some stuff to do, but it's pretty chill. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. And as usual, when we get to the end of the show, we give away something for free. We, you know, we give questions all throughout the week for our amazing prize that will be drawn on Friday. But... For free this morning, I have a book. It's called Treasures for Men by David Marshall. You want to give that absolutely for free. It is just a book. It's directed towards males, uh, but it's talking about just core truths of God's word and living with God and being with him and whatnot. Hey, also, we had an amazing text message that Mm. I just wanted to read and finish off with from Simon. He wrote, your words today are convicting me of sin. I'm so affected to repent of my sinful actions amen simon amen. And, and that's the place that we can that's the place that we should be in uh, with god is that we should be responding to conviction with repentance absolutely and endeavoring to follow him so powerful stuff and for simon and for all of us hey guys remember to talk faith to live faith to act faith hey go to jesus and you'll grow strong in him today god be Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.